Jumping in on Manx Radio with Howard and Chris Kane. Hello, good evening, and welcome. And here we are once again, would you believe, Saturday night on Manx Radio, 9 o'clock. It is our favourite time of the week. We like to think it's your favourite time of the week. The best in modern and contemporary jazz in jumping in with myself, H. And me, Chris. Yes, welcome along to this week's show. And what a cracker of a show it is too. No change there then. Isn't it strange how a feeling of calm descends on a household once the schools break up? A few weeks without any exam trauma, as there's nothing anyone can do about it now. The roads are all clear on the way to work, or at least they would be if they weren't all dug up. And we can look forward to a jazz-filled summer, particularly if, like us, you can manage to fit in a festival or two. In fact, this weekend we're going to pop across to the Dinant Festival in Belgium. No doubt we'll tell you about it in a later show. So, H, what's been the top of your holiday playlist and what's stuck in departures waiting for a plane? Ah. A- any plane, just a plane. Just anything at all, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, well, I've got, um, I've got John in Brooklyn, I've got Michel in Montreux and I've got uh, Mike in the studio. And for me, something old, something new, something small and to start, here's something light from the Miho Hazama M unit, a beam. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. We featured the music of composer and conductor Miho Hazama and her M unit on the show before, but a new release celebrates 10 years of the band, and what a great band. Uh, we can't name them all. M stands for Mahusive. I think for Massive, it's an enormous thing, including full strings, as you heard, but this particular version, special mention for the great Christian McBride on bass and the fantastic sax playing of Emmanuel Wilkins. Um, stuck in a Harlem apartment during lockdown, rather than be depressed by the pandemic and the political unrest in the run-up to the US election, she decided to look outward rather than inward. In fact, she started researching exoplanets and went on to compose the Exoplanet Suite as a commission for the 2021 Monterey Jazz Festival, and that forms the core of her new album. Beyond Orbits and the opener we heard, A Beam, the album's out now on edition, and many thanks for them sending us a copy. Mm, well, from uh, M for Massive to uh, T for Tiny, or T for Trio in this particular case, the John O'Gallagher a Trio, been around for some time, captured live in this particular case, in Brooklyn, uh, as in American Brooklyn. Uh, he's been around for some time, wonderful player, uh, recorded quite a bit on uh, Michael Janish's Whirlwind labels, and this track has the wonderful name of Extra Logical Railman. <laughs> Thank you. 
And as you gather, that sort of segues into the next one, Live in Brooklyn, which is what the trio were, and that's the name of the album, John O'Gallagher Trio, Live in Brooklyn in 2015. John O'Gallagher on alto sax, Johannes Widmuller on bass, Mark Ferber on drums, who I think are a regular working trio for John for some time. He's, again, one of those names where he's been around since the uh, 1988, I think he moved into New York, and you look at who he's played with, well, it's you know the list would be shorter if you've looked at who he had hadn't played with. He's played in all the major clubs in the States, in the the Knitting Factory, Smalls, Birdland, Village Vanguard, been featured playing with uh, Joe Henson Big Band, Maria Schneider, Kenny Wheeler Large Ensemble, Jason Linder Big Band, Ron Horton Sextet, Bob Belden, David Phillips, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on. He's worked with Al Foster, he's worked with Tom Harrell, he's worked with Chris Potter, Richie Baraik. Yeah, you get the gist. He played with everyone. And yes, this side of the ocean, maybe not that well known. Um, I know, I think we saw him a while back playing... Um, in one of his bands, I'm just trying to think which one it was. It might have been with uh, Jeff Williams uh, with his band. I know he's played with him for a while. He had Axiom at one stage with uh, Tony Malby, John Herbert and Jeff Williams and the Open Door Trio, which I think is pretty much what was there. You heard in Swedenmuller and he used to have Jeff Hirschfield on the drums. Uh, terrific stuff, like I said, wonderful player. Um, I'd like to see him in that trio setting. Uh, very fine indeed, and as I say, that's a nice one. You can check it out. It is on the, the Whirlwind record, which of course is the the uh, label run by the bass player Michael Yanish. Indeed, it is, and what a nice guy he is too. Uh, speaking of people who've been around, now over the years we featured jazz from all over the world, but there's always been plenty from the Scandinavian countries, including Finland. Now the Finns seem to be a calm people, taking their time to do things, no doubt reflecting over the long dark winters. Well, one composer and pianist who likes to take his time is a Yuka Linkola, who after a considered period has released their second album, a mere 27 years after the first. I suppose it was a case of, I'm finished, so I've started. Here's Grandpa Pike.
Hmm. Grandpa Pike from the Yucca Tentet. They've obviously been practising uh, for the last 27 years, perhaps taking inspiration from warmer climes as the album Rumba Liberté is anything but cold. A great swinging album with a mix of young and old musicians bringing a great mix of experience and energy. Yucca says, The album and our future concerts provide an energetic and unexpected experience, full of appealing creative madness. Those crazy fins, hey? Roberta Liberté is out now on the Flame Jazz Record Label. Hey, I mentioned Maria Schneider, and here she is. Hi, this is Maria Schneider, and you're listening to Jumpin' In with H and Chris on Manx Radio.
Very nice indeed, and uh, sounds pretty good still now, doesn't it? That is Big Band Harriet. Yes, Joe Harriet, of course, uh, died in 1973, virtually penniless, one of those sort of, everyone says he's a genius, but in his day he made next to nothing and I think died with hardly a penny to his name, uh, as interpreted by the Mike Garrick Jazz Orchestra in 2004. Mike, uh, no stranger to the Isle of Man either, and we spoke to him once or twice, and he certainly played at least uh, once, if not twice, maybe more on the Isle of Man. And I think the last time we saw him was down at London, the London Jazz Festival, and we had a nice chat. He could be a bit of a spiky character if you didn't approach him the right way. And again, I think he always felt he didn't himself quite get sometimes the attention he might have deserved. And of course, as is often the case, he did get more attention once he'd passed away. That's human nature for you, I guess, isn't it? The music of Joe Harriet Quintet with the Mike Garrick Jazz Orchestra. And uh, that track was called Spiritual Blues. And again, fantastic lineup of uh, lots of um, top names in the British scene. Mark Armstrong on trumpet, Steve Waterman's there as well, Quentin Collins playing, Mark De Silva on the trombones, uh, Dave Eagleston, uh, Martin Hathaway in the reeds, and then Dominic Ashworth guitar, Paul Morlin at the bass, uh, Alan Jackson, and or John Marshall on the drums and of course behind the keys and putting it all together the wonderful Mike Garrick uh, I picked that up quite recently actually when we were down at Ray's Ray's Jazz still there in uh, in foils albeit it shifted across the way into a corner with no windows but it's still there so if you're down in London go and support it because if you don't support it it won't be there much longer. Indeed so. And uh, yeah, Mike, he, he did think he perhaps ought to have been uh, receiving a few more plaudits, but a great composer as well. Like to do his sweets. There's lots of fantastic sweets written mm, by him. And the poetry as well, didn't he? Did yeah. the poetry, jazz yeah, and very poetry. very involved in jazz yeah. and poetry. Now, another man who's been on the scene for many, many years and perhaps has been in the background far too long is 81-year-old drummer, vibes player, composer Joe Chambers. He was on a string of great historic Blue Note albums recorded by Joe Henderson, Freddie Hubbard, Wayne Shorter, Bobby Hutchison, among others, back in the 60s, as well as Archie Shep's great Impulse albums. Well, his new Blue Note release, Dance Cobina, melds jazz, African and Latin grooves, as a fellow drummer Max Roach did with Mboom, which Chambers also played in the 70s. Cobina, incidentally, is an African word meaning to dance, so let's dance, dance. Here's This Is New.
Great stuff. Joe Chambers with This Is New. And indeed it is from the recent Blue Note release, Dance Cabina, with a great band. Uh, Colin Power on alto, Marvin Corter on tenor, Rick Gummonson on piano along with Andreas Vale, Michael Davidson on vibes, Mark Landowski and Ira Coleman on bass, Emilio Valdez and Ellie Miller Amangbungu on percussion, and of course Joe Chambers, an energetic 81 at the drums. Ah, yes, you wouldn't guess that, would you? Still something really modern, fresh, terrific stuff there. I enjoyed that very much indeed. Another man we used to enjoy an awful lot back in the day and saw play several times live was the incredible Michel Petrucciani, who overcame a, a terrible bone disease throughout his life, which ended his life far too young, so it meant he never grew to full stature, but his hands were, so he could play these amazing chords with the pianist, but had to have this raised pedals because the rest of his body was so short but an amazing character from all accounts a brilliant pianist and left a wonderful recorded legacy and uh, we never got a chance to chat to him unfortunately because he came across as a, a real character it has to be said but like i said lots of music left around i have just been away on holiday and whilst um i, I mean i technically can now say i've been to the montreux jazz festival in as much as we went to montreux while the jazz festival was on i didn't actually see any jazz if truth be known uh, there was some jazz on yaron herman but um you know what, sometimes you've got a sort of discretion as the better part of valour and when you're on a holiday, particularly with your better half, who's maybe not quite as keen on jazz as you are, you have to go with the flow. So we got up there, had a meal, sampled a little bit of the atmosphere of Montreux while the jabs were on, but didn't get any. However, in the FNAC store back in Lausanne later on during the holiday, I spotted this, Michel Petrucciani, the Montreux years. And I thought, well, it's obviously fate, isn't it?
Hey, this is Tony the Tiger. Nice to finally meet the guys at Manx Radio. They're great!
terrific stuff. We were just saying it's been a good swinging show this evening in one way or another. A bit of a twofer there for you as well. If you remember the old gatefold, the twofers. I suppose you still get them in CDs, if not in downloads. Uh, that was Javon Jackson with his first original film score for the Art World documentary with Peter Bradley. Came out in June of uh, this year via his own label, uh, Solid Jackson Records and uh, features his quartet with uh, Jeremy Manassia, bassist David Williams and uh, two drummers actually, um, uh, McClenty Hunter and also Charles Gould uh, and uh, Greg Klassman guesting on trumpet and that track was called In the Studio. Good sort of beboppy, swinging blue note stuff and uh, Javin Jackson been around for quite some time now, played around, and uh, this is the first time he says he's had a go, something he's always wanted to do, putting together a film score for this documentary. Haven't seen the film, but uh, I dare say it'd be interesting. Be worth it for the music alone, uh, judging by that. Before that, the wonderful Michel Petrucciani from uh, an album out just called The Montreux. Yes, as I say, got up to Montreux, didn't see Michel there, sadly, no, not longer around. I didn't see any jazz, but I, I did see this album later on in FNAC and thought, oh, it's got, I've got to pick it up, haven't I? Great performances from four legendary concerts, rare and previously unreleased material from Claude Nobbs' private collection, all remastered. And we heard there, as you might have recognised, Autumn Leaves, which featured Michel with the wonderful Miroslav Vitus at the bass, and that uh, was recorded in the Miles Davis Hall in 1996. Great favourite. We saw him many, many times, I'm glad to say, and uh, what a nice guy. And that's about it for this week's show, but we can just speak in a late edition, hot off the press, well, on edition records again, anyhow. The latest from pianist to composer Aki Riesenen, who we have uh, had some wonderfully reflective piano trios from him in recent years, but his latest release, Hyper Real, there's a distinct shift in gears with drummer Robert Litz and uh, also longtime collaborator, trumpeter Vinerai Paiola. Uh, seeing Rissenden switch between acoustic and electric keyboards, Hyper Real is an album about change, as Rissenden explains, with the rapid transformation of reality to the AI-generated virtual reality, or hyper-reality. You have to be aware we adapt these things and distinguish between what is real and unreal. Here's Quantum Ballad, and real enough, we'll be back next week. <laughs> we will. Keep swinging. Bye for now. Take care.
Thank <laughs> you.